You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasterman, joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. Spring training winding down in Surprise, Arizona. Opening day just around the corner. Opening night, I should say. And uh, Jeffrey Flanagan is all over at Royals.com. He joins us now. And Jeffrey, uh, with camp winding down, um, the Royals have had some really pleasant surprises in spring camp as far as guys stepping up uh, kind of on the periphery of the roster. But what's uh, in, these, in these final days, what's left to be decided there as far as those last uh, roster spots are concerned? Yeah, we're still looking at the, who will be the 25th man. And, you know, Whit Merrifield, the guy who really wasn't on our radar when, the, when camp opened, uh, super utility guy, uh, had a huge game yesterday, a home run, two-run double. Still in the mix for that. Terrence Gore is still in the mix for that. Uh, to some degree, Cody Decker is still in the mix for that uh, as we speak today. Um, and then the final bullpen spot, which uh, may have been settled uh, yesterday when Brian Dunsing was released. Um, and it looks like Chin Meng Wong might make the team as, as the final guy. I've been kind of calling for that for a few weeks now. But he's just been dynamite down here, a big surprise in camp. And uh, could be their guy. really just adds a lot of you know, more power depth to that bullpen. Uh, which probably didn't need to get any deeper, but it just might might have uh, just now. Obviously, uh, Gerard Dyson's injury early in camp uh, created uh, an op- you know more opportunity in the outfield. But how does that look for uh, Paulo Orlando and, and Raymond Fuentes as far as uh, you know who is the guy on, on opening night and, and who might get the most playing time? In? Yeah, I, uh, you know when we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, we thought for sure it would just be Paulo Orlando's job. To lose, and it still might be. Um, you, you don't know how much weight to put on spring training stats, but Ruben Fuentes has just been sizzling hot town here. He's he kind of joke. He's the Cactus League MVP. He's hitting over 400. He's got a ridiculous slugging percentage, and uh, it's really impressed the coaching staff. And that all it says he has to go with a hot hand. So with a couple of right-handed pitchers going in the first two games against the Mets, you know, I would not be shocked to see uh, Fuentes in right field, but. Uh, then again, Paulo Orlando will, will certainly get consideration for all he did last year, um, so he could still be the guy. Uh, I think that's one of the more interesting decisions we'll see when Ned posts his opening day lineup. That's always a tough determination, right? How much stock do you put into last year? How much stock do you put into yeah. what you're seeing in the spring? Well, you, just in general with Orlando, obviously he had the, the, the big triple burst at the beginning of 2015. What do you, what do you think his uh, – his ceiling is as a major league player, and what are the expectations for him in 2016? Yeah, we really don't know what his ceiling is. I mean, he really does have a lot of really interesting tools. He's, he's very royal-like in that he's uh, uh, kind of tall, very athletic, uh, runs like the wind, can play great defense, uh, pretty good arm out there, um, more of a slashing type of hitter who finds the gaps. He, he does have some homers. I think he had seven last year in very limited time. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the American League pitchers, now that they've seen him for a year, will probably adjust and make life a little bit harder for him. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a late bloomer. He's 30 years old. He's only the third Brazilian to play in the whole series. And um, I, I think he'll work hard at, uh, at counter-adjusting, if you will, once once the American League pitchers uh, adjust to him. And um, I think he'll he probably will end up still getting, you know, plenty of playing time for for Dyson to come back to be about mid-April, um, but we're also going to see some Fuentes, too. 
And the Royals got some bad news uh, since we last spoke, Jeffrey, uh, with, with Tim Collins needing a second Tommy John procedure. You always hear, hate to hear that. You know, the guy's working his butt off trying to get back from, from the first one, and, and this happens. Uh, obviously, the, the Royals, it was kind of surprising when they, they did the uh, guaranteed contract with him uh, over the yeah. winter despite him uh, rehabbing, but, uh, but just a tough blow there for, for all involved. Yeah, it really is a tough break all around. The Royals don't really, and not many teams do guarantee one when your contract, so they're kind of stuck with the bill there. But on a personal level, too, it's just a real tough break for, for Timmy, who, you know, began rehabbing last year and, and was making progress. And, and the next thing you know, he starts feeling a lot of discomfort, and uh, it turns out the grafts just didn't take, and so he'll need a second Tommy John surgery. Not really sure where his future goes from here. He, he, he told me he definitely wants to have the surgery, and uh, you know it's kind of back to square one for him. And um, you always feel for a guy like that. Also, Jeffrey, with uh, with opening night, opening week approaching, uh, that first series against the Mets, I suspect we'll hear a lot about uh, retaliation as it pertains to Noah Syndergaard uh, with what happened in the World Series last year. But uh, it, it seems to me the Royals are pretty satisfied with how that all turned out. Yeah, as I tweeted out a couple of times today and in response to the story in Newsday that there would be some retribution. I just can't see it. Uh, since I've been here February 15th, I've not heard one Royals player even mention Syndergaard's name or the Mets' name. Uh, I didn't hear it uh, at the winter meetings at all. I didn't hear it at the Fan Fest. Uh, it's just not been a topic here. Um, they're, they're, you know, I think that whole thing kind of just blew away uh, after Game 5 and, and the Royals won the on the World Series title, no reason for any sort of, any type of retaliation has been forgotten. Uh, it would take something pretty major for it to stir it up again. All right. Well, I want something major right now. I want some bold <laughs> predictions from Jeffrey Flanagan for the Royal season. Uh, give me a couple of them. What's your first bold prediction? First bold one is it's pretty bold. Eric Hosmer uh, wins an MVP. Uh, of course. A lot of other things would have to fall in place, like some of the other guys would have to have very down seasons. But uh, I always think that Haas has got that kind of potential in him, uh, and we have not seen his ceiling yet either. You know, he could be a guy who hits 330. He could be a guy who hits 30 runs, you know, drives in 100-plus, uh, you know, is going to probably win another gold glove. I, I think he's the all-around package. Yeah, he, already you could say he's had a great career, obviously, winning the whole series, but, but also just – uh, you know the great defense he plays. He's, he's such a he's a productive hitter, despite uh, maybe not having as much home run power as, as people might have anticipated based off the small sample uh, in his first season. But um, but a lot of that is a product of the ballpark he plays in. So yeah. Um, but but yeah, certainly you would think there'd be more consistent power in there uh, as he continues to mature as a major league hitter. So all right, what's your next uh, bold prediction for us? Next one is, is, and I've been saying this all spring, and I could be just totally off. It would not be the first time, but I, I kind of think the Royals are going to come out a little bit slow out of the gates, uh, maybe not have quite as much drive as they did last year, and uh, put, a, put a late surge on, but they, they may not win the division even, but I think they'll still you know, put their surge on in, in August, in, in September, and October, and get back to the World Series. Um, I'm, I'm, I think the Indians are are in pretty good shape to, to maybe, you know, steal a division away just because it's just so hard to, to repeat and keep your motivations up for a defending champion. But I think the Royals do have enough motivation to, when it's, when it's necessary, when it's needed, they will kick it in late in the season, get into the post, 
and romp all the way back to the World Series. Well, I can tell you right off the bat why they won't win the division. It's because I'm going to pick them to win the division, <laughs> and that is the kiss of death right there. So sorry to do that to the Royals fans, but uh, I'm right. And you've already, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, I want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us, and uh, opening day right around the corner. We'll continue to check in with him each week during the regular season. Thanks for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.